0: Welcome back to the Series 7 Podcast. Today we are going to share a quiz with you that corresponds with an audio lesson from the full series of audio lessons for the Series 7 Top-Off Study Guide, audio lessons for the new Series 7 exam. The full series of audio lessons that correspond to these quizzes is available at series7podcast.com. That's series with the number 7podcast.com. This quiz consists of questions which are answered in Lesson 43 of the Series 7 Top-Off Study Guide, Audio Lessons for the new Series 7 Exam. This is a quiz on Mutual Funds, Part 1. Question 1. Which of the following is an example of a mutual fund? Select all that apply. A. A Corporate Bond Fund B. A Balanced Fund C. A Hedge Fund Or D, a junk bond fund? And the answers are A, B, and D, a corporate bond fund, a balance fund, and a junk bond fund. A hedge fund is not a mutual fund. Question 2. Which of the following is an example of an income fund? Select all that apply. A, a 12B1 fund. B, a bond income fund. C, a government bond income fund. And D, a utility stock income fund. And the answers are B and C, a bond income fund and a government bond income fund. A 12B1 fund could be a income fund, but that's just a generic term for a mutual fund, so you'd have to find out what the 12B1 fund is managing. Question three, which of the following is an example of an open-end fund? Select all that apply, A, a 12B1 fund, B, an accumulated fund, C, a fee-based mutual fund, or D, a no-load fund. And the answers are A, a 12B1 fund, and C, a fee-based mutual fund. Question four, which of the following is a requirement in putting up an investment management company? Select all that apply. A, a custodian bank, B, a financial lawyer, C, an investment advisor, and D, an underwriter. And the answers are A, a custodian bank, C, an investment advisor, and D, an underwriter. Question 5. It is anybody who has the ability to sponsor the mutual fund. A, a custodian bank, B, an investment advisor. C, a selling group. Or D, an underwriter. And the answer is D, an underwriter. Question 6. It is the document which outlines everything that the client needs to know about the mutual fund. A, the Investment Company Act of 1940. B, the investment management company indenture. C the mutual fund contract, or D, the prospectus? And the answer is D, the prospectus. Question 7. Which of the following is contained in the prospectus and select all that apply? A, a systematic withdrawal plan. B, the name of the investment advisor and the custodian bank and their respective fees. C, the type of mutual fund and D, whether the fund is a diversified fund or not. And the answers are A, a systematic withdrawal plan, B, the name of the investment advisor and the custodian bank and their respective fees, C, the type of mutual fund, and D, whether the fund is a diversified fund or not. In other words, all of them are contained in the prospectus. Question 8. The objectives of the fund are already fixed. In the prospectus and can never be changed until all the funds are withdrawn. A true, B false. And the answer is B false. The objectives can be changed by the vote of the stockholders. Question 9 Buying a mutual fund is buying a bond. A true, B false. And the answer is B false. Question 10. Mutual funds are not traded. A, true. B, false. the answer is A, true. Mutual funds are not traded. And we're talking here about open-end mutual funds. They are redeemed. Now, a closed-end mutual fund is traded on the open market. So we need to be specific that we are talking specifically about an open-end mutual fund here. Question 11. Mutual funds allow the investor to switch within the family of funds with no sales charge. And we need to point out here, this is an open-end mutual fund family we are talking about. And the answer is true. A true, B false, and the answer is A true. Question 12. In an open-end mutual fund, there is a one-time fee that the underwriter will get for selling the shares in that fund. A true, B false. And the answer is... B. False. The underwriter will collect a management fee on an annual basis in addition to the one time sales charge that he charges for the sale of the fund. And the sales charge is a different fee than the management fee. Question 13 No load funds have no blank. A. Asking price. B. Bid price. C. Net asset value. Or D sales charge. And the answer is D sales charge. Question fourteen: The maximum sales charge for a loaded fund is blank: A six and a quarter percent of the net asset value, B six and a quarter percent of the public offering price, C eight and a half percent of the net asset value, or D eight and a half percent of the public offering price. And the answer is 8.5% of the net asset value. Question 15. If a loaded fund chooses to charge the maximum sales charge, it is also required to offer blank. Select all that apply. A. Breakpoints. B. Letter of Intent. C. Principal Reinvestment. And D. Rights of Accumulation. And the answers are A. Breakpoints, B. Letter of Intent, and D. Rights of Accumulation. Question 16 Which of the following is true about breakpoints? And select all that apply A. It can be obtained by investment clubs, B. It is calculated only for individual investors, C. It is detailed in the prospectus, or D. There is an increasing sales charge as the dollar amount goes up. And the answers are B and C. B, it is calculated only for individual investors. And C, it is detailed in the prospectus. Question 17. The maximum length on the letter of intent is blank. A, 12 months excluding a 30-day backdating. B. 12 months including 30 days backdating. C. 13 months excluding the 90 days backdating. Or D. 13 months including the 90 days backdating. And the answer is 13 months including the 90 days backdating. Question 18 Which of the following is characteristic of a diversified fund? And select all that apply. A, 5% or more of its assets can be invested in any one issuer. B, it has a fixed payment date. C, a maximum of 10% of the voting shares of any one issuer is allowed in the funds. And D, 75% or more of its assets must be invested in securities. And the answer is... C and D. C. A maximum of 10% of the voting shares of any one issuer is allowed in the fund. And D. 75% or more of its assets must be invested in securities. Question 19. Which of the following is the ideal type of 12B1 fund for long-term investors? A. Class A. B. Class B. C, Class C, or D, Class D? And the answer is A, Class A. Last question, question 20. Which of the following mutual fund sales practices is prohibited by the Investment Company Act of 1940? A, accepting late orders after the market closes. B, offering a reduced sales charge if a client gets above a break point. C, putting an additional fee or a management charge on sales of open-end funds, or D, reducing the maximum sales commission. And the answer is A, accepting late orders after the market closes. Thank you for listening. I hope you did well. If you need to review this topic, please re-listen to the lesson from the full series of audio lessons which is available at series7podcast.com. And that series with the number 7podcast.com. All quizzes and content are copyrighted by Franz Amison. All rights are reserved. No duplication may take place without the express written permission of Franz Amison. Best of luck in your studies.